Hey guys, I'm Heather and I'm the oldest. She's the emotional one. Is it Bruce Dickinson? <laughs> Man, why, the, why? I mean, like, you haven't even read the list. You're like, Heather. <sighs> hey guys, I'm Ben. I'm the middle child. And he's the practical one. What I, what I need you to understand <laughs> is that you have lost all credibility <sighs> when we get to the cutting stage. Why? Kenny Chesney was your second pick. I'm Beth, and I'm the baby. She's also the swing vote. My picks are great. And (laughs) and if you don't believe it, just ask me. I won't argue with you because I'm mature. Together, we make the Music List Podcast. Welcome back to the Music List Podcast. And I am Ben Dial. With me are my sisters, Heather and Beth. And today... We are about to fight. It is about. <laughs> yeah. It is going to be. It's it's going to get bad. I just know that this <laughs> may be the last music list podcast. There may be no more, either because someone died or someone is so angry that they will not come back. We are talking <laughs> oh about. I'm I'm just telling you. I think this one could get bad. I think I just. I, it's ominous. <laughs> Ominous. We're we're talking about the best male R and B vocalist of the twentieth century. So we're talking all the R and B going up to nineteen ninety nine. And there could be some folks that have careers both in mm-hmm. the nineteen hundreds and then, you know, they, they were also in, you know, the the two thousands up to today, theoretically, I guess. But I mean, there are some icons. Yeah. I mean Icons, not just of R and B, but just music icons that are so good. I mean, yes, they're good musically. I mean, but I mean the voices in this, the the vocal talent with R and B, whether it be male or female, is just so vast. I mean, it's just a huge list of people and cutting. Um, first of all. Limiting it just to nine is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. Just the draft itself is going to be hard. And then (laughs) we're going to have to remove four icons Mm -hmm. off the list. It's going to be... It's going to be bad, folks. It's going to... (laughs) There will be blood. You know, kind of a deal. So... I don't even know where where to begin. I mean, where do you where are you looking for, Beth? I mean, when you when you made your list, like, what was your criteria for what's top of the line kind of stuff? Oh gosh, um, so I tend to like as far as male vocalists um, in this genre a more smooth vocal. Um, I appreciate. I tried to go for well. That's not even true throughout my whole list. You know, it's just like some of these people just there are, like, there are they transcend my preferences, right? Yeah. Um, somebody who is like, sometimes I like a really pure vocal. Sometimes I like somebody with a little bit more grit. Um, I like to see somebody who can navigate runs, um, that technical aspect of the voice. Um, but also again, like we talked about with the female, somebody who can deliver an impactful vocal. That is a part of the, the vocal performance, um, in itself. 
as a whole. Um, so technically good, but also do you make me feel something? Heather? I had a different, you know, we, we, we've done this category with female vocalists. And <clears throat> as I was thinking, I was looking at my list, I had... I kind of had a different set of criteria for the male vocalist than I had for the female vocalist. And I think that might be because I am a female vocalist. And so maybe I was a little more focused on technique with the females than I was here. What I found myself being drawn to was the delivery, the emotion, the emotional aspect of the song how it how the vocal made me react and so um some of some of my singers maybe weren't as well maybe they weren't as as technically spot on as some of the other vocalists um but for me the um raw of the vocal kind of won me over sometimes over a proper technique. And, and so I'm so. coming at it a little different than really either one of you. I mean, because both of you are, y'all sing a lot. I mean, in front of people and y'all have a lot more experience being taught how to sing than I do. And so... For me, it's almost never about technique. It's almost never. It's about how do I feel, you know. I mean, it's almost always because ultimately music is about is more for the listener than it is for the performer. It should be, you know, like when you write a book, you write a book in hopes that you entertain a a reader or you inform a reader. I mean, it's for the reader. Right, in the same way with music. I mean, the, the music is really for the listener. And so it's really what does the listener get out of it? That's always kind of been my most important aspect of what I was looking for. You know, do, is it impressive? You know, I, I love power, I love grit, I love being able to show flexibility in a song because I find that interesting. Yeah. Like if in an individual song you can do a lot of different things because it just adds a lot of different elements to the listening pleasure of that particular song. So I, I do like flexibility a lot. And I noticed that a lot of my the people on my list show a lot of that. But I'm I like <clears throat> I like grit and I think just because I kind of uh I tie grit to emotion, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, to some degree. But they're not all that way. I mean, there's one on my list that's not gritty at all, and he was number he was number five on he's number five on my list. So whether or not I get to draft him or not, I don't know. I mean, it depends on how much overlap we've got. But um, like, there's no grit with this guy. Right. It's just super smooth all the time. Yeah. But it's it's an amazing vocal at the same time. Because I bet so, he, I bet he's on my list. <laughs> yeah, so probably we'll, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see, but. Just, I'm I'm looking at my list and I'm thinking, okay, so let's, if I'm assuming that these are the nine that get selected in good conscience, right? how am I going to take some of these names off the list? I know. 
So I just I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be brutal. Gonna be absolutely brutal. So I guess we ought to go ahead and get to the nasty. Are you trying to get to the (laughs) nasty? You stopped me in my tracks with that one. That was not what I expected you to say. Um, Get to the hard part here. So um, (laughs) the draft order is Beth dressed first, Heather second. I I think I drafted third last time, too. And then I'll draft first in the second round, Heather, Beth, and then in the third round, Beth will lead us off, and then I'll finish it up again in the third. So let's, uh, let's get to it. Let's get to the... Get to the evilness. <laughs> all right. Oh. No, wait. I'm sorry. Beth. Yep. Easy killer. Um, all right. So my first pick is one of, he might be my favorite voice, period, hands down. Um, regardless of genre. Regardless of genre, regardless of anything. Sam Cooke. And we can listen to him for just a little bit. Which, yeah, I was... Wonder which song you play. Yeah. of the most influential soul artists of all time. Um, Referred to as the King of Soul. He only had an eight-year career, but he released 29 singles that charted in the top pop 40, top 40 pop singles. Um, And he had many more in the R&B charts. Um, So he's so smooth, just that effortless and pure sound, but there's, there's feeling in it. You know, you feel like he has lived what he's singing um it's technically beautiful but also delivers a vocal performance that conveys deep emotion um he started his career in a gospel group the soul stirrers and you can hear that gospel influence and i think that's why sometimes i feel like a lot of artists who grew up in church they can emote because with worship music or church music it's about the lyrics it's not about the technicality of what it sounds like it's about speaking the you know what you know is true um and so i feel like that carried over into his secular music because he knows how to focus on the lyric and we say you know we're lyric people we want to know that you believe what you're singing i think um roots in church music in general help that um he's a two-time rock and roll hall of famer by himself and with the soul stirrers in 2008 he was number four on the greatest singers of all time list for rolling stone and then they did the list again in 2023 and he's number three now on their list of the greatest singers of all time um obviously i would put him higher than that but i just um gosh his voice is so beautiful Mm -hmm. it it really just it is every time i hear him i just i have to stop um so yeah sam cook i brought him up to my um in my music appreciation class a few weeks ago and um the a lot of the a lot of the, the girls in my class noticed that he's kind of easy on the eyes he too. sure is yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so they were just they had what's strange about sam cook is that he's so well known he's so well respected mm-hmm. but he doesn't 
I don't know if to this generation he's as well known as maybe he should be. And that I, I, I try to make it my mission to fix that because mm-hmm. um, they know, I think they, they've they heard that voice, but they don't really attach it mm-hmm. to his, you know, he died so young. Yeah. And under such terrible circumstances. Right. Um, but um, I really feel like he should have more iconic status than mm-hmm. I feel like he gets. Yeah. Well, he doesn't do a lot of acrobatics, right? And so right. it's for which today, you know, for a more modern audience is kind of what people gravitate toward, I think, sometimes. So just, you know, can you just stand there and mm-hmm. sing? Yeah. And like that doesn't... um that doesn't catch the eye, I mm-hmm. think, as much. But um, one thing I forgot to mention, he is depicted or, you know, portrayed in the movie One Night in Miami. If you haven't seen that movie, that is a great movie. Um, like social commentary. It's very entertaining. Um, really an interesting movie. And he's portrayed by Leslie Odom Jr., who of this day... Again, one of the best voices that yeah. is recording or whatever now. he it, Obviously, there's a reason, right, that they had him sure. play Sam Cooke. But, like, his voice is, is also so, so, so beautiful. And, and um, like, uh, like, he has power, I think, maybe that Sam Cooke didn't maybe portray yeah. in his, or show in his recordings. But, yeah, One Night in Miami. Check that out. And... I, you know, we've done so many episodes now. I'm trying to think back. I'm almost positive that I picked Sam Cooke for something you earlier. Did. Like w- one it wonderful was, world. Yeah, it was, it was a yeah, yeah, yeah. school song. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's, that's oh, that, right. Wow, that was don't know much about bad. science book. Don't know yeah. much about science, but I love that. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and really, he plays in well to that. What, what you were saying about you love a, a just a pure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crystal clear voice, mm-hmm. and there, and he is—he's uh, definitely that. Yeah, for sure. All right, Heather. All right, my uh, first pick is Stevie Wonder. Ooh, I, I'm very interested to hear what song this is going to be. I had a really think, yeah. hard time. Um, let's go ahead and listen to some of it. reasons his range his flexibility his soul he has perfect pitch which is very rare um but um very few people can sound like him and a lot of it is because he has in most cases this is a bad thing but he has a nasal quality but it works for him and it doesn't have that that annoying um it's so central to his sound. Um, his velvet tones show his consistency of breath and how much control he has over the breath. Um, his use of vibrato is is so instinctive, but it's just nearly perfect. He knows exactly when to bring it in and when to take it out. 
Um, he, but he also has that smoke on his voice sometimes that he can bring in and bring out. Um, so, you know, songs like Living for the City. And um, so when he wants to get gritty like that, he can. But um, his range is just so vast, you know, yeah. and and his flexibility. He just and and then he just has that. I don't know, just the soul. I don't. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't put a qualifier on that. It's just something that he literally. And obviously, he was a child prodigy. So he's been doing this almost his whole life, and it was just something he was he was born to do. He's so accurate; like every note is placed exactly. Like yeah. that descending line that we just heard, it's just incredible how. Because a lot of people would overshoot those mm-hmm. notes, um, and he and the rhythm of it, it's perfect it's just, in yeah. there. And then like the runs are clear but smooth. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, I I have seen a lot. Of live shows. I've seen a lot of artists live. I've seen a Beatle, for crying out loud. <laughs> he, without without question, musically, is the best show I've ever wow. seen. Musically speaking, it is the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Every, every person in his band, every backup singer needed a contract. I mean, he just, he goes out there and he just kills it. And I'm sure a lot of that comes with having perfect pitch it makes it sure. a lot easier but um he's he's stunning so well i mean just one of the greatest musicians i mean yeah. vocalist yeah. whatever i mean just as a musician mm-hmm. he's he's one of the the best ever to do it in popular music yeah you know not r&b popular music mm-hmm. just his ability to pick up an instrument yeah learn it perfect it and, and sing then, while he does then, it, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. And then include it in, and then he's a creative sob too, man. I, I mean, just <laughs> yeah. you know, just the, his ability to go out and and do things with instruments that you wouldn't normally put in R and B, or you wouldn't normally put in, you know. I mean, he'll just, he'll just bring in so many different elements into a song, and and ones that you wouldn't normally put together. You think there's no, there's no way that's going to yeah. work. Yeah. And then it's just, it comes out like a symphony, man. I mean, he's he's unreal. And then the fact that, he, you know, he's missing one of his senses. Yeah. The fact that he can just do all Is that. Is he, though? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shaq doesn't think so. No, there are uh, quite a few people uh, have yeah. questioned it. Yeah. Yeah. Well... But you can you can YouTube that. Well, he's not a painter, so (laughs) (laughs) so um, yeah. I I I think he has easily achieved icon status. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely an icon. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Of you know, and not just an R and B, but just yeah, pop music icon for sure. Some similarities here with the with my first pick. I bet I know who it is. And you know. it's funny because, you know, in my notes I say that we're going to name some incredibly talented people in this episode. It's going to be hard to surpass this pick in musical talent. Stevie Wonder may be the one. Uh, but this guy is a, a musical genius, if you will, and that's Ray Charles. Yep. <laughs> uh, world-class vocalist, songwriter, pianist, saxophonist. But listen to this voice. I said Georgia. Oh, this guy's just so good. Oh, Georgia. 
perfection and uh you know he, he's one it would be hard to kind of pinpoint what his foundational style would be i mean it could be r&b it could be soul could be gospel yeah he's just so well versed in all of it, it, it and then he just melts it into what's just genuine and unique you know it's ray the minute he sings that oh, first yeah. voice you know that first note you know it's him and and then by god he goes and he makes two country albums that are amazing <laughs> Oh, his you know? his Seven Spanish Angels with Willie. With, with Willie's oh. phenomenal, you yeah. know. Um, then you get to the numbers. Okay, 17 Grammys, 37 nominations, Lifetime Achievement Award, Hollywood Walk of Fame. First, you know, he was one of the first inductees in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, he's in the Rhythm and Blues Foundation in the R&B Hall of Fame, Country Music Hall. I mean, just he, if there's a Hall of Fame, he's in it, basically. Uh, it's just so hard to find somebody with that raspy, emotive quality that he has and he's another one that has perfect pitch, and I wonder if some of that has to do with that sense gets it, it could it gets perfected. I about that too. You know, when you lose sight, you yeah, own that. Um, but to ha- there's not many people with that rasp that can do the runs, right. pop into falsetto, pop right back out, and mm-hmm. not miss a beat. Yeah, that is that is extremely extremely rare. Um, Flexible, whether he's you know singing the baritone or the full tenor, it's 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 one of those unbelievable voices that is emotive from the very first note to the last one. And you know, I told you guys before we started that my number one is somebody that I could just plug in and not take that disc out or not stop that Spotify playlist oh, yeah. for weeks. There's not many people that I can listen to just on repeat over yeah. and over and over again. But that voice, I just, I never get tired of that voice. And uh, he was, he was number one on my list. And so I was, I'm, I'm extremely happy to get to him, even though I'm, I'm picking last this round. Yeah. He was my number two. So he was. Sounds like a top five selection. <laughs> Sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I get the, I get the next pick also. Yeah. Does anybody have anything else to say, Beth? You didn't say anything about Ray. You probably should. I, I like Ray Charles. <laughs> I like Ray Charles. Um, he was just lower on my list yeah. because of you know difference of preferences, I guess. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But then you know, like you start playing him, like God, he so is so his, good. Like, his but that's, I feel like. I feel like that's what we're going to run into every time. Right. You know, like yeah. every time somebody starts like, man, yeah, they're good too. You know, it, it's kind of the way we had with the females. Like we have such respect and admiration for their talent, mm-hmm. each person. It it really is going to be difficult. All right. So I guess I'll do the first pick of the next round. And this guy has sold over 100 million records. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, check. R&B Hall of Fame, check. UK Music Hall of Fame, check. Seven Grammys, six AMAs, Academy Award for Best Score. 
know what it is yet? Okay. VHS, uh, VHS. <laughs> VH1. VH1 ranked in the seventh greatest artist of all time. The score. That should stand out. It should. It's a, it's a hint. It's a hint. Rolling Stone called him the 27th most, most influential artist of the rock and roll era. Acclaimed Music called him the ninth most celebrated artist in history. This is. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's Prince. Oh. oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. That range. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap, that guy's good. Yeah. Uh, oh man! And then you put a guitar in his hand. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like so talented. You know. And and here's where I know Prince is going to run into trouble on this episode. And this is what I'm going to have to fight for. And I understand that. What is he really? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's, he's all an- things to he's, all people. He is another. <laughs> and and we we've made, we've made this comment a million times. Not necessarily on the show, but we've made it to each other while talking about the podcast. We have to define things because if we don't, Michael Jackson and Prince will win everything. That's probably true. Right? <laughs> so is he R&B? Yes. Yeah. Is he pop? Yes. yes. Is he rock? Yes. Is he funk? Yes. yes. <laughs> so it's like, what do you do with him? And I mean, but here's the thing about it. I mean, when he is all of those things and he is one of the best at all of those things, yeah. it means you're pretty daggum good. Yeah. You know, um, it's just, oh, I don't. I don't see how you leave Prince out of the R&B discussion because that song I right struggled. there, that song right there is R&B. It's crazy, yeah. There's no question. Yeah. Um, but he also fits the bill in all those other things that we just mentioned, and that's really a testament to him. And so it's like either he's going to be able to qualify for all these things or he's not going to be able to qualify for any of them, and that doesn't seem fair either. <laughs> so it's like what do you do with him? Uh, and then that voice, I mean, it's it's elite company. I mean, that's, I, I picked that selection because he's singing incredibly low notes. Yeah. And then dubbed over the top of it, he's singing that. In, he sings most of this song in a falsetto that uh-huh. is just the out of this world. Falsetto is crazy. Yeah. You know, and then his ability, his ability to, to, like, staccato and punch notes in the falsetto is with clarity is really almost unmatched. I just, I don't know, man. I mean, but, you know, you just look at that. And then the part of R&B is the sexuality part, and Prince has that in spades, right? Even, you know, that kind of <laughs> yeah. androgynous fashion sense and personal style. I mean, he's he's got some baby-making music. He will, on he will the, wear four-inch heels and steal your girl. That's, yeah. that's exactly <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, we think Luther Vandross is sexy, yeah, but... Is Prince more so? Maybe. Yes. <laughs> you know? You think? Yeah. Marvin Gaye, Al Green? Yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, it's I just, mean, I just, 
I don't know. Oh, you mean as a person? I thought you meant like their voice. The voice, I mean. Oh, I thought you meant like as is mm. Prince sexier than Luther Luther Vandross? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say no in either case, actually, but we'll get there. Hey, so so we can agree that you respect Prince and think that he is like should be like. All things to all people, right? I mean... I feel like you're setting up Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, I'm setting you up for how you informed me that Prince died. Oh, jeez. Yeah. You're the one that broke... I, I come in to lunch in the high school cafeteria, right? So we're all sitting there and I'm going... I'm just minding my own business going to get my lunch and he looks over. He's already sitting there. He's got like a spoonful of corn <laughs> got, his, got his chicken whatever. tendies over there. Literally, this is what he said. Prince died. <laughs> I said, what? Prince died. We were going to beat around the bush, I, I said, guess. what? Yeah, today. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> and I'm just like, frozen. Like, are you serious? And, uh, and, and Don Russell, Don Russell, I really said, she was like, that's how you tell her? <laughs> and I'm just standing there, just. Mm. What's the appropriate way to tell you? I don't know. You break it a little more gently than that. How? I don't. You don't know him personally. I know, but (laughs) Prince died. So we take you to the guidance office. If I feel like I'm going to need you to sit down, something horrible. Well, okay, it doesn't have to be quite that. But not while somebody's got a. What happened to Bob? (laughs) Oh no, it's just Prince. Got a slice of school pizza in your hand, and (laughs) you. Prince died. Well, we got 30 minutes to eat. We got to juggle. That's true. That's true. So anyway, but yes, he should. I think he deserved more respect. But yes, he should should be more. Yes, Prince is all things to all people. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Oh Oh, man, we are now. Oh, Heather has uh, the second Second pick pick, of of the second round. Okay, so my second pick. Is said to have the softness of Sam Cooke and the harshness of Little Richard. And it's Otis Redding. Oh, I do like Otis. I'm calling him Otis like I, he's my buddy. You can call all these this people by the their end first names. <laughs> Try a little tenderness. This, this. Let this speak for itself. And and this is where I kind of departed a little bit, um, maybe from just a hundred percent vocal technique and just went with the raw emotion. However, if you listen to "I've Been Loving You Too Long" or "Sitting on the Dock of the Bay," which you know that's a totally different song. Yeah, I mean, yeah you know. So I mean, spectrums. He can. He. It's just an effortless. Flip from that smooth to the grit, and it's just this. It's almost like two different voices, but when he is smooth, he is smooth as glass, mm-hmm. you know. And then he gets, you know, try a little tenderness at the beginning is beautiful, and he has, and then he just, it's like it's almost more than he can handle. 
the emotion of the whole thing. And and I just I love it. And of course, if if you've seen Pretty in Pink, when have you seen Beth? Have, have you, you seen, seen Pretty, Pretty in Pink? Pink? No. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. I'll I'll show you that I, that I, scene. So like, if you missed the last podcast, you know <laughs> that she did not see Breakfast Club. So I feel like we're going to have to have a an eighties John cla- Hughes uh, movie. You know, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think <laughs> I think his his influence is so um, prevalent and obvious now in blues and you know R and B based artists like. Obviously, the Black Crows um, covered hard to handle, but you know, Chris Robinson was like, he's everything. He is. He is everything, and so he just he has such a such a range of both vocal range and emotional range, and I think that that's so key to R and B. So he's my second pick, Otis Redding. Okay. I'm passionate about this one. Like, might show more intensity on my facts <laughs> than my first one on this one. Do you have any fun facts? Uh, yes-ish. But nothing that I'm going to sing the song for. Oh, okay. So, y'all have are you, to... Are you saving that for round three? I'm not. I don't have one lined what? up. So, hopefully, y'all do so I can showcase my talents. Oh, but anyway, yeah. my... Pick of the second round is Luther Vandross. Oh. Luther Vandross participated in the making of a lot of babies. A lot of babies. That's yeah. what I was. This, yes. <laughs> this man's voice. And make not you his. want to create a child. Yes. No. Um, yeah, so he has 11 consecutive platinum albums. He's referred to as the Velvet Voice, the epitome of perfect tone, the best voice of a generation, the Pavarotti of pop, the platinum standard for R&B song stylings. He has eight Grammys. Four of them are for best male R&B vocal performance. Um, This is kind of fun. So... (laughs) uh, he sang backing vocals for Roberta Flack, Shaka Khan, Ben E. King, Cat Stevens, Ringo Starr, Sister Sledge, Donna Summer. The variety mm-hmm. in genre there is super impressive that he can hang and he can go in and out of any genre. Also, he wrote and sang commercial jingles for NBC, Mountain Dew, KFC, Burger King, <laughs> Kodak, and Juicy Fruit. <laughs> and he also voiced the cartoon on ABC. If that's not variety and range, I don't know what is. Thank you very much. Um, he sang the he, national. He's he been help- Brian McKnight's yeah. on his uh, on his track now because he's doing that. Uh, God. Uh, what, what? Brian McKnight is good too. If we do a two thousand two thousand one, well, that's well, gonna. But is it, is it Applebee's or Chili's that he's doing the? Call? Oh yes, it's a. It's like you know that. I think it's probably Chili's. Rise and steak belong together. That, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, it's, it's, it is either. Apple, I get Apple and Chili's it's, mixed it's up. It's a take on one. Right? Oh, yeah. that song. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't, 
I'm, 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 don't, don't, okay. don't, don't. We won't. Girl, it's plain to see that you're, you're the, the only, only one for me. me. And four repeat, repeat steps, steps one, one through three. three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. So he sang the national anthem at Super Bowl 31 in New Orleans in 97. If you haven't listened to that, it's a beautiful, beautiful rendition. Um, one of, it's in my top five. Um in 2003, CBS used him as the new singer for One Shining Moment, which is the the song that they cut the nets down with at the after the end of the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. The version is still used today. They used it once. They changed it once and put a version by Jennifer Hudson, and the criticism was so heavy that they went back. Now, if... If people can criticize Jennifer yeah. Hudson enough that you're like, no, bring me Luther. Uh, Mariah Carey said several times in interviews that standing next to him to record Endless Love was intimidating. If you're intimidating Mariah Carey, yeah. you're freaking good. Yeah, and some that of that, version, is, some that, of that is, was, is like, yeah. I mean, I, I, this don't, dude's voice, I, I don't know his, his stats, but looking at him on the, on the album covers, he looks like a big dude. Yeah. I don't know. He lost a significant amount of weight at some point in his career. I don't know, but his I mean, voice is thick. I mean, you know, he's got he's got the he's got the I mean he he looks tall. He's got, you know, those broad yeah. shoulders. I mean he looks yeah. like a looks like a dude. Looks like he can play linebacker. Yeah, he's for gone him. he's he went through he's not he's he's no longer he's with, not us. with yeah. us anymore. But um I believe he had, did he have a stroke? I'm not or something sure. like that. I mean, he went through some health issues and like he's gone through some transformation over the years. I mean, he had a really long career. Yeah, yeah, very. But yeah, that's a that's a smooth voice right mm-hmm. there. Luther Ronzoni Vandross Jr. for your consideration. <laughs> <laughs> ben, he, he passed away in two thousand and five. Oh wait, I get another pick, don't I? I go again. That's me. I pick one. I'm not used to this. I'm usually second. <laughs> Unless anybody else has some. Yes, you get you get the first pick right. of the third round. All right, so this is a departure from what I normally go for and a lot of the rest of my list. Uh, my third pick is James Brown. Ooh. And we can listen to him. Wow! Mm. I feel good. <laughs> I know. those videos where people get scared. <laughs> uh, I feel good. Uh, that dude is good, though. Yeah. yeah. Soul brother number one. Yep. Godfather of soul. Make player ones, right? So he has the grit, he has the power. Um, he's also rooted in gospel music. Um, and his goal he said, was always to give people more than what they came for. Ben is so distracting me right now as he's dancing. <laughs> and if we had a, a, like, greatest performers or greatest showmen or whatever, he would, oh, yeah. I mean, it, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody better. But his voice also is incredibly impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can hear, like, he had that slide up with the grit going on. Um, and to be able to do that with that tone, not a lot of people who, who have that raspy yeah, voice um, have the same kind of versatility. Um, so he's impressive to me in that right. Public Enemies Chuck D said he is absolutely the funkiest man on earth, and I happen to agree. I'll buy that. You know, and I think we all have a little bit of a soft spot in our heart for... 
James Brown because of <laughs> well Dad's band and they did yeah, the, they yeah. did they, I know James Brown was not one of the Blues Brothers but they did a Blues Brothers routine where they did a lot of oh yeah you know songs in this vein Sweet Home Chicago and and, yeah. and uh, you know Feel Good was was one of the <laughs> was one of the songs that they would do and um, I think there was a James Brown joke in there something about. I don't, so, I don't, I don't you know, he was soul brother number one, but when he was in jail, he was soul brother number one five seven eight four two or something like that. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, anyway, he was uh, man. He's good. He was one that. Full disclosure, I had him on my list, but I had him all the way down at eight mm-hmm. because I didn't know what to do with him. I didn't either. Yeah, yeah, I didn't either. He I, he went off my list too. And you know, it was like I just didn't. Have what do I do with space. it? Yeah. And so it was like, I mean, as a vocal talent, the, the power in that guy's voice yeah. is just freaking. Well, incredible. all the while doing all that dancing. Yes. Yeah, oh, and then yeah, if we do greatest performers, where's Jane oh, Brown going? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, good luck I mean, with anybody like, else. Like Elvis was a great performer. Madonna's sure. a great performer. Yeah. yeah. You know. Prince. <laughs> Prince is a great yeah. performer. Yeah. I don't know that we can. Oh, wow. I, I don't even know if we want to touch that. We'd have to narrow it down but by it would, genre it or be, years. It would be a great episode. It though. sure would. So yeah. We, yeah. Okay. Put that on the list. We'll do that one. <laughs> All right. Heather. Heather. Okay. My last pick is Al Green, the Reverend Al Green. Nice Arkansas tie there. Yes. Golly. Just listen for a second. Timberlake said that Al Green helped overpopulate the world. <laughs> you can see that oh, right here, just this. It's just. Oh wait. Then I'll cut it off. is hard to describe. He retains the soulfulness all the time. But even when he, you know, he goes up into his falsetto, it's just he the the descent and the ascent mm-hmm. is just seamless going into that into his chest voice and his head voice and I mean, other singers get maybe a little too soft or too pretty when they go up there. Um and he has the same quality um, as I, I feel like he and Ray Charles share that believability in the delivery of the vocal. I don't care what this man did. If he says, let's stay together, <laughs> we're staying together. We're staying together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, I just, and, you know, I'm so tired of being alone. And I mean, just, he just, he just, that believability and whatever that, that undescribable quality is in his voice. Just he also kind of has that nasal, yeah, without being annoying. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. tone. 
obviously, um, all all three of my picks had um, heavy gospel yeah. influences, as is going to happen in an R and B singer most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time, but um, so Al Green, right, last okay. pick, last pick, Mister Irrelevant, <laughs> but he's not irrelevant at all, as it turns out. No fusion pick here. I kind of went with some guys that were kind of in and out, but uh, I went with Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Two people to sing that song. I know. Like, yeah. The, the way range just, is, is yeah. incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, R&B Hall of Fame, Songwriter Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, R&B Hall of Fame, 12 million sold albums. Uh, we just talked about it. The voice is incredibly versatile, uh, incredibly, incredibly smooth upper Ooh, registers. Yeah. But then, you know, he has still, when he gets into his falsetto, I don't know how he does it. He's got a way to add some raspiness. Yeah, there's to, a bite to it. You know, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to add raspiness to a falsetto, mm-hmm. but he manages to do it. And then, you know, then he can go down and get kind of really dirty with those with those lower registers. <laughs> and um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame page says that that Marvin Gaye possessed. A classic R&B voice that was edged with grit but tempered by sweetness. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really, really good description Mm -hmm. of what he brought to the table. He's, he's, He's a master at doing what the genre does best, and that's getting women all worked up. He can do it, man. <laughs> Eddie Holland, uh, who um, is is one of the greatest R&B songwriters of all time. He wrote for the Supremes, Isley Brothers, Four Tops, worked with a lot of Motown and folks. And he said that Marvin Gaye was the single most versatile vocalist that he ever worked with. Now that is wow. That's high. Comp- yeah. That's that's a pretty high statement. He's been ranked as high as 18 by Rolling Stone as one of the greatest artists of all time. The album What's Going On has oh, been ranked great. as high as. Sixth all time on their 500 greatest class albums, albums of all time, and uh, Marvin Gaye is a guy that he's done. He 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 isn't. He hasn't just done kind of those sensual love R and B songs. He also, I mean, he made his bones really doing social commentary mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. Um. So I mean, he's he's kind of done it all, but. I'm looking at this list of nine, and I just I don't know how we in good conscience can cut four of these guys. It's going to be and the guys that didn't make and the, the list. guys that didn't make the list. So um, I guess the ones that that did not make the list for me, uh, I had Smokey Robinson on the I list. Had he Robinson was a guy that doesn't have a lot of grit. Everything's super smooth. Everything everything is just crystal clear. I mean, it's like he's always 17 years old, Yeah, you know, like a perfect 17-year-old voice. It's just he never got old. Um, 
And then I did have Michael Jackson on the list all the way down at number nine simply because I didn't know what to do with him. He felt more pop than R&B to me. He is the prince of pop, not the prince of R&B. He's the king, king of, pop. of pop. Yeah, the king Excuse of pop. So, <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what to do yeah, with him. I felt, yeah. you know, he he and Prince are kind of. That's know, why I didn't put him on my list. But I, I felt same. I I got more of a R and B vibe from Prince. Yeah. With his entirety. Yeah. Of for sure. of songs and, but then I started thinking, well, you've got all that Motown stuff that he did with the Jackson Five. True. Yeah. And you know, even when he was eight, he was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I just, but I just ah. I really struggled. I struggled. I struggled bad with Prince. I struggled bad with James Brown, and I struggled with Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. But Prince was yeah. the one that felt the, in his repertoire, you know, his catalog of songs. <laughs> I felt like he had more, like almost pure R and B sounds to him, and he had some that were not R and B at all. Yeah. But though those were, there's a lot of overlap with me on on our list. Yep. The, just the two that I didn't have, but. Yeah. Um, I just I didn't know what to do with Michael. Just yeah, didn't know right. what to do with him. Yeah. The only one that I have that has not been mentioned <clears throat> is Ronald I- Ronald Isley, oh, and he yeah. <laughs> and he bumped Prince off the list. But like the Isley Brothers, I mean, holy crap! Yeah. When as soon as you hear that opener of Shout, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what? I mean, that's crazy. It's a siren song. It will, I mean, yeah. it's just, it gets white people on the floor. It sure does. <laughs> it sure does. Um, and I, the reason Prince and Michael Jackson are not on my list was for the exact same reason. I just, yep. Uh, yeah, I didn't know what to do with them either. Yeah, I, I was in the same. And I honestly, place. when it comes down to it, if I, if I, if someone, you know, you know, point a gun at me and said, "You got to choose. Who are you going to choose, Michael Jackson or Prince?" Uh, I bet we would choose differently. I bet we would. I, it depends on what it, I know. It depends on what the question is. I mean, Just, one has to go in all their work. Well, like for you're taking, you're on the desert island, and you can yeah. only take one of the, one of their catalogs. Okay, if I can Who only are you take uh, Well, okay, so that's a different question. If I had to take the catalog, I'm taking Michael. Really? Yeah. I'm taking Prince. If I have to take who I think is... Oh I know, right? <laughs> who, who's who's the best musician, I'm taking Prince. Yes. Agreed. I don't know. I mean... If I'm taking who has the best voice, I'm taking Prince. Prince. If I'm taking who is the best live performer, I'm Ooh, Michael, Michael by... An, by a, yeah. The thinnest of margins. I don't know. I, I never got to see either of but them. But there, I mean, live. how many people dance no. like Michael and can sing like Michael yeah. Jackson? The, the answer is none. none. There's yeah, none. I know. I, I yeah. I know. That's that so, went off the rails a little bit. Yeah. But, Sorry, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying Prince did not make my list by a frog hair. Because yeah. yeah, that's the same reason yeah. I didn't include either one of them. And the only person who is not on our top nine that we ended up with. That was in my list is Smokey. So uh, it's, this is going to be it's it's all about where we where we rank them and yeah. how we value different oh, aspects of I don't know a vocal performance. And so. I didn't. I mean, I didn't 
get my. I mean, it's going to be interesting because we probably all had these top fives were probably had a lot of the same names on them. I would think maybe, maybe not. Um, yeah, probably. Um, now, like I had. Well, hold on. Okay. Are we? <laughs> we probably need to. Oh, we need transition to do, and right. so. Okay. Yeah, let's, have, let's go well, over let's, our let's, list. What yeah. What are the nine songs? That's great. Yeah. Let's our nine, the nine artists we have. Um, ben has drafted Ray Charles, Prince, and Marvin Gaye. Heather chose Stevie Wonder, Otis Redding, and Al Green. And I have Sam Cooke, Luther Vandross, and James Brown. Say it. I don't know how we're going to do it, though. Uh, but Okay, so we've got nine. We've got to go from <laughs> nine to five. Working nine to five. Okay, so now that we have our nine and we've and we got to get to five, I... I feel like I need to tell you all that I do love you, and I know I don't tell you enough. And after after this, <laughs> we you probably may, won't tell us again for yeah, a long time. We we may not be on speaking terms. So, really, I I don't even know how I can be mad because, okay. like, I we, I just have to know ahead of time that four absolute legends have to go. They have to mm-hmm. just the that's the math. Yeah, I have I have an idea. And maybe this will, maybe this will mitigate some of the chaos. Why, like, I got just full disclosure. I got like my first, fourth, and fifth. You know, so like, maybe if we all just are super open with what our top five were, okay, and then move them over according to that. Maybe that will, and and I because I know that some of mine oh, are probably going to get knocked and, off. But y'all have already told me Prince didn't make your list. Here, hold on. Here, well, oh. so here's what here's what I'm about to say. <clears throat> and I could piss somebody off real hard right now, but I'm just going to start it like this, and know that this hurts me too. It hurts me as much as as much or more. <laughs> I, bet hurt it I bet it didn't hurt you quite as much. It might. All right. So since that this is, I'm trying to be purely logical here. The question was with Prince, with Michael, and with James Brown, what do we do with them because we're not they're not pure R and B. There was the question, should we just cut Prince and James Brown now and take it from seven? That takes it that takes two of the four off the table right there. I feel like that's a fair consideration since it was like a do I put them on my list at all? And one of them's mine. But but here's the here's the the issue. Like the issue is is the song that I chose, for example, is a pure R and B song. And so for Prince, I think it's a little bit different than James Brown because like I don't know that James Brown has like a pure R and B catalog on so I don't know that I don't know that, that that it's the same between Prince and James Brown, and I think Prince is better. But it was the same argument for both as to why they didn't make somebody's list at the table, and we we had that whole discussion. Prin- I, I mean, I, I feel like Prince is more more in the rock funk whatever. He's he has everything right, but I feel like R and B is not the main. When you categorize him, that was a weird throat noise. Wasn't it? <laughs> when you categorize Prince, the first thing you say is not R and B. 
When you categorize James Brown, first thing you say is probably not R&B. The rest of them, solidly R&B for the majority of their career. I think they're stronger. I think to have a top five R&B vocalist when they, the other seven, like made the, made a career out of it, that one genre pretty much, I think it's, I think we could take Prince and James out of consideration. I think you can take James out of consideration. Well, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. But because number one, he's just not. As good as Prince, but that's so not the, the, it, the, it, it, that's so not the category. I, I know that's well. The it, category it, is best male R and B vocalist. Right, I Prince understand. not really. I mean, he has some R and B songs, but he's not an R and B vocalist. When you come down to it, if you're comparing him with the rest of the people on the list, okay. So we're saying that the guy with with R and B songs is not an R and B vocalist. I'm saying the majority of his work would but, not fall but under that. That is category. that is that is the. The biggest issue with Prince is that you could say that about rock. I mean, the, the the majority of his work is not rock. The majority of his work is not pop. The majority of his he doesn't have the majority of his work really anything. What he does is he fused it all together. And but he does have some very strong R and B songs, like the song that that you know, the song that I chose is is. As R&B as any song that we played today. More so than some. Was he on your list at all? Who? Prince. You took him off, right? Yeah. Yep. He's on one out of three lists. And that's fine. If we decide that he is not one of the best R&B vocalists. It wasn't fine three seconds ago. What's your... Well, no, no, no. I mean, if if we... if I I mean, I'm one vote out of three. But I'm saying that if we're going to... If we think that... Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, Al Green, whoever is is better, then that's that's fine. I just don't think that they are, <laughs> you know. And I'm I'm willing I'm willing to say no. And if he doesn't make the five, the top five, he doesn't make the top five. Well, I think we should cut both of them at one whack. We have two votes to eliminate James Brown, one to eliminate Prince. I don't have a dog in that fight, and I really don't. <laughs> um, I mean, we have to make progress. Golly. Can we talk about who we're going to move over? <laughs> I mean, let's okay. Your number one was Sam Cooke. Mm-hmm. My number one was also Sam Cooke. Where was he on your list? You had him low, didn't you? Didn't have him on my list. God, you're stupid. Really? <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Here we go. Oh. Okay. Uh Ray Charles. Where was Ray Charles on your list? Seven. He was number two on my list. He was number Number one one on Pencil. Okay. All right. Okay, that okay, Stevie Wonder. Two. Four. Three. He should go over for sure, because he's on everybody's top five. Otis Redding. Six. Not on there. Whoa. Okay. Well, because, again, I put James Brown and Michael Jackson on the list. Because okay. you wasted two spots with Prince and Michael nope. Jackson <laughs> on an R&B list. <laughs> Al Green. Uh, nine. Six. Al Green was on everybody's list. But he was alone. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> he, what he was, well, uh, 
Luther. Three. Six. Seven. That doesn't work either. Uh, now we're starting to get down into like my seven. My seven was smoking. He's not but drafted. He's not one, he wasn't one of the one draft. Okay, so okay. <laughs> we've gone through. Wait, Marvin. Marvin Gaye. He was not on. Well, he was number. Where'd you put him? Six. Five. Three. Oh, okay. This is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this was going to be a bloodbath. This I tried to simplify it, but somebody wouldn't accept that. You're, well, yeah. I mean, I won't. Just right offhand. I mean, you admit it. You front loaded the whole thing about Prince, uh, admitting that he kind of didn't fit on this list. No, I, no, 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 no. What I said was he kind of fits on. All the lists. Okay, but so I don't know what to do. But with he it. only kind of fits on this list. He doesn't a hundred percent fit on this list. Was that an R and B song that I played? It's a, it's a yes or no question. Like, how many songs do you have to sing to be an R and B artist? More than more than he did. Okay, let's just cut. That's let's it. cut him. That's let's cut him and cut more than Prince, because right now that suits my definition. Yeah. You know, if you uh, okay. were you here then, for uh, then, two weeks ago, then I think you got to have more than Otis Redding. What? Wait. I, I mean, we're just going to we're just it? we're just going to throw definitions out there. Or, well, who did you vote for, Beth? Uh, you got to have more than uh, Luther Vandross. Got to have more. Well, I don't know how many songs he recorded, but more than that is the is the requirement. <laughs> You're so ridiculous. <laughs> You're so ridiculous. Yeah. You, we wasted. Do you know how much time we wasted listening to you talk about how, oh, no, you can't really categorize this person. And now you're like, yes, you can. No, He's r and I, I didn't say you couldn't. You couldn't That's dumb. I, didn't, I didn't say you couldn't categorize him. I said you can't it's pigeonhole crazy. him. crazy. That's not. You can't call him just one thing. You can uh, call him an R&B artist. You can call him a pop artist. You can call him a rock artist. I think it's a disservice. You can call him a funk artist. I think it's a disservice In fact, that's exactly, to the rest I, of the people I, on the list. I think we can, I think we can go back. <clears throat> And almost say exactly word for word. Is he R&B? Yes. Is he pop? Yes. Is he rock? Yes. Is he funk? Yes. But that he means he's only a things. fraction. So <laughs> so the rest of these are 100%, and he's only like hmm, 35%. My vote is that he's an R&B artist. So it will, if, if there are two votes that he is not qualified to be on the list, then y'all will be outvoted. But, here, but okay. here's here's the ultimate deal, though. If we agree that Prince qualifies for the list, at that point, I want him to be considered on the merits of his voice, and not because he did Little Red Corvette. He was not even on your list. Right. How? This is a Bruce Dickinson moment. Oh God! You're gonna. Oh. And I understand that you love Prince. I understand. But you took him off your list for a reason. Can we just table the Prince thing and then come back to it? <laughs> sure. Yes. Cause it's, sure. Stress me out. Let's figure out. So who now what? Okay. Who else goes on there? I'm not just saying this because he's on my list. But Marvin Gaye was three, five, and six. That's about as close as we're going to get to everybody agreeing that that he's that he's top five Who, material. Did somebody not have Ray Charles? I had Ray Charles, but oh, he was seven. Yeah, 
Well, I, I had, had him, him low. I had him three. So we have one. Ray Charles is one three seven. Man, it's just real. I'd put Marvin Gaye over before I put Ray Charles. What? What? But we talked about preferences and voice. Yeah. My, my head hurts. You know, you know the kind of guy I like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I mean, I feel like we already have a smooth, the smoothest. No, you do not have the smoothest because you've not moved Sam Cook over. You do not have. Wait, the we didn't smoothest. move. Yeah, Sam Cook is moving over, isn't he? No, we did not make he, that decision. Oh, Stevie is. Oh, I would move Steve. <clears throat> I would move Sam Cook over before Marvin Gaye. But I would too. The issue is Sam Cook's not on my list at all. Ooh. Where where is Marvin Gaye for you? Well, he was my number three. Who my my one, two, you? and three Five. was Ray Charles Prince. And but Marvin if we're Gaye. comparing those two, if it has to be Marvin or Sam, Sam it's got to be Sam for me. I'll, I'll be real. Sam Cook was my number one. Me too. I mean, so I don't have a problem moving Sam Cook over. If if you're gonna take well, two like like voices, here's the thing. and I would even say if you're gonna move like, I would even be fine with moving Sam Cook over and cutting Al Green. So here, I'm just I mean, I'm that, just looking at this. That as helps a, us make progress. I'm looking at this as a practical matter. If two of y'all, if two of the three have somebody number one, I mean, at some point those two people are going to come together and say that person needs to be on the list. So we can just go ahead and put Sam Cook on the list. I would put Sam huh? Cook on the list. Now, I think what, he's better than Marvin Gaye. Yeah. So could we cut Marvin Gaye? <clears throat> but Marvin Gaye was three, five, and six <clears throat> on the list. I mean, like, yeah, I that's almost, that, yeah. that's as close to everybody being in everybody's top five as you can get. And Ray Charles would be the next closest. One. I think Ray Charles deserves to be over, personally. But. I mean, he was number seven on your list, Beth? Yeah. Um, that's not a big jump to number five. One, two, three, four. <clears throat> okay. Um, I mean, that's not. I mean, if if y'all both think you should, are y'all both voting yes? Well, he was my number one. I'm just, are y'all both voting yes? I'm definitely voting okay. yes for Ray Charles. I'll vote yes for Ray okay. Charles. He was my number three. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So we have two spots. Prince, Marvin Gaye, Otis Redding, Al Green, Luther Vandross, and James Brown. If you're talking mm. about styles... You do not have yet a baby maker over here. And if, like, I'm pushing Luther hard. I think I prefer Al Green to Luther. but For baby making music? Yeah. Well, and I had, I had Marvin Green. Mar, Mar, Marvin Green. Mar, <laughs> Marvin yeah. Gaye above bo- all, both of them. Well, okay. I, I mean, I had, style, I had, the tone. Let's, you don't have a tone like. Let's do this. Okay, I had all three on my list. I have Marvin Gaye at three, Al Green six, Luther at seven. Where did you have? I have Al Green at five, Marvin Gaye at six, Luther at seven. Okay. Beth? I have Luther at three, Marvin at five, 
Al at nine. Can we do the math and see what they average out? Oh, God. All right. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I had Marvin five. Heather, where was he for you? Six. Six. Ben? Three. Uh, I had Al at nine. Heather, five. Six. Six. I had Luther at three. Heather? Uh, seven. Seven. Wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> this is hard. I know. 11, 14. Okay, so 14 divided uh, by 3. All we have to do is get the, the smallest number will be the best. We don't have to average it out. Just do the smallest. Okay, then, Just add them up and the smallest numbers. The oh, smaller yeah, yeah, the number, yeah. the better. The smaller the number, the better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. 14, 16, 20. Okay, that's, that's three, better. That's 10, 17. So it's Marvin and Luther. <laughs> but now, which one is Prince going to replace? No, he's not. <laughs> but Marvin is like head and shoulders above the other two. Well, yes. three, wait a minute. Three points. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. No, 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 no. So you're saying that those three are just the last ones? No, I'm saying that Marvin is head and shoulders above the other two. He's so not he, head and shoulders. So okay, he's, but because like. Uh, he should certainly go over. A li- this list without Otis is broke. Mm. Disagree. D- this list, honestly, without most of these people, is broken. But it's got to be that yeah, way. Yeah, but you can't. I mean, you can't make three of the same type of. I mean, well, yeah, you can because it's it's well, about you the you chose it's the best R and B vocalist. Yeah, and I think and it, it could so happen that you have three super smooth voices, or you have three raspy voices, or you got three. Power voices or whatever. I mean, you know, it's, but, you know, it's, if we're going to say we want the five best vocalists, yeah, then I don't think we can put, we can say, well, but we also want to have one of these, one of these, one no, of these. I, one no, of these. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Otis Redding not being on the list is criminal. Well, he wasn't in my top nine. Money. So. He wasn't in your top nine? Oh, top nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't put him on your list at all? Oh, ooh, that's different. Ew. Listen, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's let's look at this. We all did not have Prince. We all did not have Otis. We all did, did not have James. I, I had James. Brown. I did not have James. Heather did not have James. So we all had so then it is technically should be down to these three. We have two spots. Marvin and Luther have the best scores. Let's just move them over and say that's that. That's math. <laughs> now you're all about the math. Yeah, That's been right. math. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Ugh, I hate math. The problem that we have is that we're going to kick legends out. Yep. No matter what. Yeah. That's dumb. People call and complain. All right, who's next? <laughs> who's or who's left? Now we have no none. That's it. That's the list. <sighs> now we have to. Now we have to. Five. <laughs> this is. I feel like there was some. Shenanigans going on here. What do you mean? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, we, I don't, we left, had to make a decision. We, we had. We, yeah, I don't like the way we. We made left this Prince decision. out because he did a couple of pop songs. We I left see. Otis Redding out for reasons unknown. We didn't all have him on the list. Well, that's a you problem, and that is that shouldn't have um, happened anyway. Well, <laughs> but it did. So, top five. Oh man, dang! All right. Our top five best male R&B vocalists, we've narrowed it down to Stevie Wonder, Sam Cooke, Ray Charles, Marvin Gaye, and Luther Vandross. So now we got to rank these bad boys. Obviously, 
I think Sam Cooke is number one. You had him your number one. That makes sense. But Ben didn't Ben's, have him at all. Ben's looking at me like, well, that's Ben's fault. Ben, that's a Ben problem. <laughs> I still, I feel like, like Stevie Wonder was on everybody's list, right? Yeah, but he's not better than Sam Cooke. Oh. He's not a better vocalist. Then why didn't you put him number one? He, he's not a better vocalist then than Ray Charles. Then why didn't you put him number one? Well, no, I'm kinda, come kinda, on. Kinda, I'm kind of changing You think my he's mind. a better vocalist than Ray Charles? Who? Stevie Wonder. Yes. Oh, no. I no, think he's no, a better no, vocalist no, than no, Ray Charles. Our preferences are showing hardcore. This is yeah. rough. Then if you think he's better than Sam Cooke, why did you put Sam Cooke? Because I've changed one? my mind since I made my list. Because, no, because you drafted Stevie and you want your number one to be no. number one. You don't, you don't care about the quality. Because I'm looking and at the, the integrity list. of the list. Okay. <laughs> so you want Stevie Wonder, number one. You want Sam Cooke, number one. I think we should compromise and put Rachel. Right <laughs> no. I think that's the only way to, to fix this problem. Did you have Stevie number two? Yes. So did I. Boom. We two agree. How did how did Ray Charles just get totally left out of this? He's album? not totally left out. He's on the list. Y'all are arguing. Not. Y'all are arguing number one like amongst yourselves. <laughs> because we we agreed on our list on one and two when we ranked them. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Well, we got to do something. And we got to do it quick. I mean, let's just put Luther number one. No. (laughs) Can we go from the bottom? So, I don't know if it matters, but. I didn't have Sam Cooke on there at all, and I did have Stevie Wonder in my top five. So he was two, two, and five. Correct. Do that math. What's that math? math? No, I don't want to do it. Let's if do the guys, math. If you guys are going to agree. Let's do the math. If you guys are, are going to agree on a wrong choice, that's fine. And then now Sam Cooke. Now you don't want to do the Sam math. Cook, no, because I already know how it's going to go. I'm not going to waste my time. That's just like your opinion, man. No, I'm not going to waste my time because I already know what you guys are going to vote for. So it's weird that you're like not letting me waste your time. You want me to waste your time. That's stupid. So Stevie Wonder, <laughs> then Sam Cooke, who's are number you, three. Are you in your feels right now? No, I'm not. I'm trying to move okay. on because we got stuff to do. Okay. Um, <laughs> Good grief. So Sam Cooke's number three, Ray Charles number two. No, it's already written down and it's in ink. It's already written down and it's in ink. There's nothing we can do about it. Number three. Ray Charles. I'm fine with that, actually. But he was my number three. Oh, well, disagree. <laughs> but I'll put it down. <laughs> All right. Who, who, oh, God, I already know how this is going to end up. It's Luther it's or our, who? It's, no, it's, it's Marvin, Marvin and, and Luther. Luther. It's basically Marvin. the same. It's got to be Marvin Gaye. Right? It doesn't have to be, but that's the way the math worked out. So let's just go. <laughs> you are in your fields a little bit. I'm not. I'm just. Bit. I'm not. I'm tired of the conversation. It's it's pointless. Like it's just circular, and I'm I'm over it at this point because it doesn't matter. Because we already know. I already know how it's going to shake out. So I'm not going to waste my time. 
I don't care about your time. I'm not going to waste mine. <laughs> um, so our, our final ranking, best male R&B vocalist, the 20th century. Number one, Stevie Wonder. Number two, Sam Cooke. Three, Ray Charles. Four, Marvin Gaye. And five, Luther Vandross. No, wait, where's Prince? Oh, he's, um, he's about number nine. <laughs> oh. We did it. So now. I told you it was going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. I told you it was, it was coming. Hey. Guess what happens to me? No, I don't. Oh. I don't want you guys. I want you guys to be ready because we're going to have a special bonus episode coming up in just one week. You know, we're normally two weeks, but next week we're going to have a special bonus episode. Not going to be quite as long. We're going to take the five. Uh, we, we did this with the female vocalist R and B best vocalist of the 20th century. We're going to take that list of five. We're going to take this list of five. And then we are going to cut it down. We're going to have a 10 to 5. No. We yeah. just ranked the 10, right? We're going to rank the 10? I don't what know. you want to do? We haven't really talked about it. We're not going 10 to 5. We're going to go. We're going <laughs> to. Is that what just... you want to do? Do you want to just rank them or do you want to cut? Ooh. That's going to suck. Find out next time <laughs> on, on the Music List Podcast. Thank you, you guys. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Interact with us. We'll see you in one week for a bonus episode and two weeks for a brand new full episode. Thanks for joining us on the Music List Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. She almost had it. <laughs>